Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sound, it is episode 361 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, I of course am... Brian Breaker, and joining me as always as we ascend into the year 2021, big underscore Bane. Bane, what's going on, man? You know, it's a new year, new me, Breaker. New year, new Bane-ski. I like it. Yeah, not really. I'm I'm still the same old lazy sack of shit that I was last year. <laughs> well, don't don't go <laughs> change it on me now, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like, I wouldn't even know, like, if all of a sudden you became any different, I wouldn't even know what to expect, you know? Yeah, if that, if that hustler spirit started kicking in, you got, you guys wouldn't know what to do with me. We wouldn't know. Now, obviously, we talked about this um, on our last episode, which is our end-of-the-year special. A lot of things are changing uh, as we move into 2021. Uh, first of all, we're not going to have any guests on our shows anymore, man. Yeah, thank God. I'm so tired of that <laughs> damn John Webb coming in and tanking our ratings. Dude, oh my God, he's the worst, is he not? <laughs> I, lo- I love the guy. He's, he's, he's a hell of a lot better than that son of a bitch, Eric Barker. I'll tell you that much. Well, you know, I mean, that's that comparing apples to dog shit. So. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, basically the show's going to be a little bit different, but I feel like it'll be good, man, because we're going to have a little bit more time to to banter back and forth. We'll have more time to dive into our topics. So, like today, we don't have a ton of topics, but it gives us that creative freedom to stay on a topic longer if we so choose. And that's, that's a cool thing, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm all about it. I'm all about, you know, ranting. I, I love to hear my own voice, you know? Well, rant on big underscore Bane. Rant on. I will. You know, that, that 30 minute big Chuck sucks segments coming right up. And clock starts now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, obviously, I'll go ahead and, and throw this out there to anyone who is um, is hearing. We are on Skype this week. Uh, that's This is my fault this time. Uh, I have officially tested positive for COVID. Um, I didn't give it to him, people. Yeah, it was, and actually, it wasn't you. Uh, so my whole family basically got it throughout the holidays. And, uh, you know, initially, I was like, huh, maybe... 
my sister had it and I didn't get it. My mom had it and I didn't get it, but it eventually found its, its way to me. I'm okay for the most part. Um, and, uh, you know, not doing too terrible, but definitely have not felt great, but, uh, the symptoms are starting to subside a bit. Um, although I noticed today I couldn't smell anything. Uh, you know, I was obviously before we started recording, I was kind of t- comparing notes with old big underscore bank. Cause I think you had it like, what, like two months ago, maybe. It was uh, right at the beginning of October is when I had it. So about three months ago then. Yeah. Um, I will say this, though. I beat you here. I had it in 2020 and 2021 because I officially Damn. tested positive uh, on December 31st. That's when I got my results in. So That's like that's like 2020 giving you one last kick to the nuts is what happened there. Dude, no kidding, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, been, uh, it's, been, it's been a year, that's for sure. <laughs> but uh, we've got a lot of stuff we're going to dive into. Uh, we are uh, introducing a new tournament, Big Underscore Bane. I think this will be a fun thing. We haven't done a tournament in a while, and I think it's because we were like, you know what, Big Chuck, you have at it, but you're doing such a terrible job. Now we're going to come in and you know pick up the pieces. Yeah, and, and I don't want to give all the credit for sucking ass to uh, Big Chuck, but you know it's got to be shared with, with Tim, the, the tool man douchebag um, over there. <laughs> and Yeah, he's no Al Borland, is he? He absolutely is not. I mean, start wearing flannel. I mean, maybe things will change for you, but I doubt you can pull it off the way I do. Big Bang can pull off some flannel, let me tell you. I look damn good in flannel. And you wrap a tool belt around around my waist, my God, the ladies come (laughs) a-flocking. The ladies come a-flocking. I like it. (laughs) Uh, So so we're going to dive into a tournament. Um, We'll we'll reveal that that topic in which the tournament's going to be about a little bit later on. Uh, PHPW has gone under some changes, but uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about that. We got some toy talk. AEW figures are uh, certainly all the talk of the uh, toy world right now. Yep. Uh, in fact, some people were a little curious of old Bane's bets coming back. Oh, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> like, so, wait a minute. You wouldn't want to just give away some money? Like, why not? No, I mean, I my whole thing was like, we all knew about the distribution problems, and I knew that it was the first line and they were going to hand it out to all their buddies before they started seeing them on shelves. And that they did exactly what I thought they were going to do. Well, I, I think some people took it as that you thought it was just going to be a straight up and up easy to win bet. And you knew going in, I mean, obviously me and you had spent a lot of time collecting Funko pops. Right. We, we kind of knew that this was not going to happen. Right. Because when people see chases, the minute they see it, they snatch it up. Even if they're a collector or not, they just want that chase so they can resell it. Exactly. And it's not, um, it doesn't make it right, but it is what it is. It is what it is. I, I don't hate people for making a buck. I, I really don't. I know, I know that gets a lot of heat when people sell on eBay, but hell, I, I don't hate people for trying to make a buck. It's hard out there these days. It's better than hooking. I know that much. Oh, have you done some hooking too? Well, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't hook and tell breaker. That's illegal. <laughs> it is illegal. It is illegal. Well, you know, like the whole scalping thing. I mean, it is what it is, right? I mean, like that's, it's been like this more than just in figure collecting. It's been like this for years, right? Where oh yeah, if it's something's a limited edition thing, it just happens, you know. So yeah, it is what it is. I. uh I'll be honest, like uh, some new G.I. Joe Target exclusive figures hit, I think, like last week or something. Yeah. And I saw some footage of some people lining up around a certain Target trying to get this. 
And I'll be honest, man, what that does more than anything, it makes me like not want to collect those. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm, I'm like, well, that's impossible. Now, number one, I really can't go to a store right now. But number two, I don't, I don't want to be like, what if I'm working that day? I can't go line up at Target, you know? And it's right. just like, no, it's not worth it. And then, you know, people are selling them for like 170 bucks on eBay. Scalping is one thing, but here's the thing. The second people buy into it, that's the issue, right? Because yep. if you bought a Chase John Moxley and you put it on eBay for 70 bucks, yep. well, let's say 80 bucks, which would be what, four times of the value, Yep. and no one bought it, what are you going to do? You're going to lower the price. Exactly. So it's, it's one of those yeah. things like it's a buyer's market, even, even though like we don't really look at it that way. I mean, if you don't right. want to pay that much, don't pay that much. I mean, right. it, the more people who refuse to pay $80 for a figure, the, the more, like the less that will happen. Right. Oh, very good point. We, uh, we're also going to dive into some movie and TV talk, which I think will be a lot of fun. We'll, I'll uh, reveal what that is here in a little bit. Uh, and then, of course, we've got our wrestling talk, Big Underscore Bane. And uh, what do you say if we dive into it here? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bane take a little break, cracking them bang energies. Well, listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out Stone Cold. Well, big underscore Bane, uh, the wrestling world is, I think, still pretty shaken up by the loss of Brody Lee. I mentioned this on Twitter, but, you know, we did our uh, end of the year special after he had passed away. And obviously we pre-recorded that so that we wouldn't have to record basically the week of Christmas and stuff. But, right. um, yeah, man, this has been a, a very very hard time for a lot of people. Um, I, you know, I knew Brody. He was a friend of mine when we were in FCW slash NXT. This is one of those things. When I got that message, Mm -hmm. my initial reaction was, Oh, this is a joke. Right. And then you start trying to process it and you're like, well, okay. Like what happened? And I, and I know a lot of people initially turned to, well, maybe he had COVID and his wife had put out there that he died from a non COVID related lung issue. And, you know, actually a writer for the Pro Wrestling Torch, Bruce Mitchell, actually lost his job for basically in a roundabout way accusing his wife of trying to cover something up, which was not the case. Mm. Um, that really pissed me off when he did that because it's like, dude, the, the guy just died. Like, right. that's, if it was, even if it was COVID, this, that's not the time to be pointing fingers at people. So No, definitely not. Um, a really horrible situation. Um you know, I want to tell some Brody stories here, and I, you know, I'm I'm okay with spending a lot of the show on him today. But before I before I dive into that, like, what were your thoughts on this whole situation as it went down? Man, for me, it was just sad. I, you were the first person to really kind of let me know. I mean, you didn't. You just asked me like, "Hey, did you hear about Brody?" And I said no, but then you didn't respond right away. So I went and Googled it, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like it. It's one of those things you don't expect because the guy is. I mean. He's a little bit older than us, but he's not that much older than us. He's just a few years older. And so it's one of those things, dude, I thought, I thought we were going to see him in the hall of fame when you and I were like in our fifties, you know what I mean? Like, and I, I thought like 10, 15 years down the road, maybe we'd see him back in WWE. And, and it's one of those things like where 
you don't expect that kind of thing. And it really, really sucks because he was legitimately, I felt like just finding his stride in AEW. He was just becoming his own person in, in the sense of like being able to have fun and be good at what he does without any kind of uh, restrictions. And it was, it's one of those things. He put the dark order on the map. I mean, it was just one of those. I felt like he was competing at the top top level. And then it was like, it, it felt very similar to Eddie Guerrero to me as far as like him passing. And it was so tragic and way too soon. It's a weird thing. I mean, you know, he's, he was 41 professional athlete, probably in better shape than he had been in a long time. And it's one of those things where, you know, two months ago, about almost three months ago, I guess, he was wrestling Cody on, uh, um, you know, on, on TV in, you know, freaking uh, dog collar match. Yeah. It, it's a weird thing of like, wait, what? How did this happen? And, um, you know, I, I kind of, the news got broke to me by someone sending me that graphic and said, is this true? And so I'm reading it, I'm like, what like you know like you, your your immediate thought is like there's no way and so I start getting on Twitter and stuff and nothing's popping up yet but yeah. then shortly thereafter everything's popping up and you see it all and you're like oh my god like this is crazy so yeah um, horrible situation um, I don't know it just it, it was such a I think a shock to everybody. One day after Christmas, I mean, just absolutely awful. You know, I fa- you know, I found out later he had been sick for a pretty good amount of time, which really sucks because I think you know, being a private guy, he didn't want anyone to know. Sure. And yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a tough thing to because I'm sure you know he didn't even think he'd probably die from this. I'm sure he thought he'd recover, but it's definitely just a just an awful thing. Yeah, it it really is, and it's. I really appreciate how most of the wrestling community kind of came together in this. And, you know, we saw a lot of WWE superstars, I mean, retweeting AEW and, and kind of vice versa. I mean, uh, it, it was really kind of a, a, a good moment, you know, to see everybody kind of coming together to celebrate that man. And it was just, it was kind of cool to see. Well, and that's how it should be, right? It's this At this point, it shouldn't be about ratings. It shouldn't be about one-upsmanship it shouldn't be about anything other than this is a good guy yeah he was a brother he was one of us and he died yeah and it shouldn't be about anything more than that and i'm glad that most people were able to uh to look past the pettiness and 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 just like hey we're here to celebrate a good guy yep um aew obviously had a very heartfelt tribute to to brody which i really appreciated and uh you know, obviously he had, he was working there at the time, and you know I, I've heard since then they've actually they gave the uh, TNT title to uh, to Brody Lee Jr. and are actually retiring that belt design, so no one else will hold it. Okay. Um, I I mean I think that's that's pretty cool. Like they they did a they did very well by his family, which I'm very I'm very happy about. Yeah. WWE, however, caught some some flack for. Basically, just putting up a little graphic, you know, rest in peace, and that was it. And yep. there's a couple of mentions on the show, like Drew McIntyre did, and Xavier Woods had some, some, um, you know, some, some stuff, but nothing officially by the company. 
Uh, a lot of people were upset by that, including me. Um, what was your take on that, man? You know, that didn't bother me, man. I, I thought I thought all the wrestling tributes, because it, was, it wasn't just Xavier Woods. I mean, it was, um, you know, uh, Tom Phillips did at the beginning, Drew McIntyre, Xavier Woods. Um, Ricochet even did his clothesline as well. Um, I mean, th- there was tribute, like, uh, even, I believe it was um, one of the guys in Retribution, uh, Dominic Dajakovic, whatever his name is now, like, he... He did his little taunt right in the right in the opening and coming out to the ring. And I mean, it was a lot of a lot of cool little moments. And I think as far as the video tributes, I think that was one of those things where they probably didn't have enough time to piece it together. Um, and and I could be wrong on that, but I, I feel like that probably would have came. Um, and I haven't I haven't gotten a chance to watch SmackDown to see if they did. I heard they were putting together footage, so it could be one of those things where maybe SmackDown was the day that they decided to do it. And just to have enough time to compile the footage and edit it and things like that. I mean, you know, you've heard me complain all the time about how long it takes to do that stuff, so it's... To be fair, though, they're a professional organization, like, of many people. If they want, I think if they wanted to put that all together, they could have. and they Because most deaths are you know, out of the blue for the most part. Oh, so that I think could have been done. I, you know, a lot of people have said like, Oh, well they were letting AEW go first. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. Like it felt as though, you know, this guy was beloved by everybody. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you need to dedicate the entire show to him. Like they've done in the past for like Eddie Guerrero or Owen Hart and stuff like that. But I felt like they could have done a lot more than they did. It was cool to see a lot of the boys, um, do stuff, but you know, I think it's it's important to understand that this is this is a brother to everybody on that roster, guys that sure. knew him and loved him. And when you just put up a little graphic and think, oh, that's good enough, that's I don't know, that just really rubs me the wrong way. Yeah, I'll have to check out SmackDown and see what they did. I do, I do know they put up a collection on the network, um, his best moments and things like that. It's, I mean, I agree. I mean, I think I think. They, if they didn't do more on SmackDown, then that's something that should have been done. Um, I mean, I, I, I don't really know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to be a WWE apologist here, but I, I mean, I think that it's, it's one of those things where maybe in that particular time, that was the best they could do. And, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think a lot of the disdain people are feeling with WWE right now are probably just carried over through every other piece of disdain that they've already felt. I don't think it's necessarily triggered by this. Yeah, but at the same time, like, they had two days from, from his death. And so I'm like, I don't know if it's necessarily time, but I think this is where the disdain comes in because it's something like this. Like, you had a chance to do something right. You know, you could have done a 10-bell salute. That wouldn't have been too hard to do. Um, they didn't do that. You know, like, mm. there's a lot of things that they didn't do. I was just like, hmm. Yeah. You know, and and that's where I, f- I feel like some of the um, some of the anger comes in. But at the same time, you know, that's kind of been WWE's um, mindset. I mean, I look at it like this, you know, WCW, they did a Owen Hart tribute match with Brett on Nitro. And yeah. Owen very seldom worked for WCW. But yeah. at the same time, it was a tragedy amongst the wrestling community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and. Another thing that, that bothered me is WWE has so much footage of Luke Harper, John Huber, Brody Lee. Yeah. Whereas AEW has 
a lot, but way less than WWE has. Well, and they even and used like a you, little bit of WWE's photos and things like that in their tribute, yeah. which I thought was nice. Right, and so that's why I'm like, you can't do a quick little video, like, remembering, you know, Luke Harper, John Huber. Like, I, I felt like they could have, and that's what, that's what really bothered me. But um, I, do, I did want to tell some kind of some funny um, Brody Lee, Luke Harper stories. Um, you know, I first met him in, in 2012. I came in uh, into FCW NXT, and when I got there, him and Eric Rowan had just started teaming. Mm-hmm. And they both actually wore trunks, if you can imagine that. And I remember, like, it was funny because they kind of went through some – they were teaming and then not teaming, the teaming again. And Bray started kind of working them into what he wanted to be his Wyatt family because he had tried this once already. And then, you know, Bray got hurt, and so they kind of scrapped it. Some of the guys he was using ended up leaving, and so now he's kind of relaunching it with Harper and Rowan. And – Harper was Bray was on TV and Harper was about to debut on TV that day, which I thought this was one of the, this is classic Brody Lee right here. He's been wearing just plain black trunks this whole time, which did not fit him at all. Right. Right. That day um, I was in the locker room. I was talking to him. I was like, so you're, you're debuting tonight. He goes, yep. And he's putting on his jeans and I'm like, is that what you're wearing? He goes, yeah, I uh, I talked to him. I was like, you know, I think if I'm a, you know, this this you know guy right out of the swamp and and the Wyatt family, I probably shouldn't be wearing wrestling gear. <laughs> and I looked at him. I was like, so basically, you talk them into wearing what you've always worn, and he just died laughing. I was like, dude, that is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so he, of course, makes his debut in the uh, the dirty jeans and the uh, the dirty white tank top, which um, you know has a very negative name to it, which I've never understood that. That's always what it's been called. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the, the dirty white tank top and then the, the flannel over it and stuff. And then, oddly enough, that actually led to uh, Eric Rowan having to come up with the jumpsuit because he did not have uh, he did not have matching gear. Once, once Brody debuted with that, they were like, all right, well, you need something besides wrestling gear. And, and so he had to try to find something, and that's when he found the, uh, the, uh, the jumpsuit. And that kind of became his... Uh, his, you know, his deal from that point on. Yeah, and and I mean, to be honest, nothing else would have fit them better than what they both wore. Mm-hmm. And I mean, um, you know, Luke Harper and a, like AEW. I mean, his his gear looked amazing in, in AEW, and it fit him perfectly. But like the uh, the the something about that tank top and the, for that character, the jeans that he wore, it was it was just perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I remember Eric Rowan pitching the, um, the sheet mask mm-hmm. and initially that was met with uh, skepticism, but he asked me, I was like, dude, I think that's awesome because that's super creepy when a guy that's almost seven foot tall wearing this sheet mask. Oh, hell yeah. That's, I mean, that's to me, that's that one clip of him peeking in the side of the camera on that vignette with that mask on. Yep. It's the creepiest thing they've ever done, I think. So, Rowan's um, a scary some bitch anyway, and you put a sheet right. mask on him. I mean, my God. Right. Exactly. I mean, he's a monstrous human being. You know, he probably goes about three thirty. Yeah. And he's wearing a kid's mask. Like that's super scary. Yeah. Um, I uh, shortly after I started with FCW NXT, I started training uh, with Rob McIntyre, who a lot of people know is like John Cena's personal trainer. He opened his gym up to. Uh, 
to all the developmental guys, which was really cool. And it was about an hour away from where we all lived. So we would all kind of carpool down there to go, to go lift. And I was in the, the ride with uh, Luke Harper and Aiden English, actually. The three of us all rode together. And basically, we would train three days a week. We'd each take turns, you know, driving. So just alternating our cars and stuff like that. And that's, you know, when I kind of got to know the kind of guy Brody was and, you know, hearing like a lot of, you hear a lot about him being a family man, but that's true. I remember him talking about wanting to make as much money as possible so mm-hmm. he could take care of his family. Like, and that's, mm-hmm. that's a really cool thing to hear and know that that's, that's who he was. He was just a good guy, just a very, very good guy, scary looking guy, but a great guy. And um, yeah, I mentioned this story on Instagram, uh, me and him, were going to do a promo one day and they wanted it to be a scene from a movie. So like partner up. So it's like, Oh, great. Both of us were pretty new. He started a couple months before I did and we didn't know who to partner up with. So he's like, Hey, you want to, want to do something? I was like, sure. And I, he hit me with this line, which I still think is funny. He goes, well, I don't really like a lot of people here, but I like you. So that'll work. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> okay. But I mean, you know, obviously that's just him joking. Cause he's such a good guy. Everybody loved Brody, but right. we actually did the uh, scene from dumb and dumber where they give the uh, atomic peppers to that guy they pick up. And of course he, you know, passes out and they try to give him CPR and stuff and give him the pills, which we used uh, smarties for the pills, which were pretty funny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, it was it was funny. Everyone seemed to dig it because that's what it was supposed to be. Just hey, do a movie scene, right. whatever. And it doesn't have to be serious. Just something different. And I think at that point it showed something both for us. You know, showed him showed that he could do comedy pretty well. Yeah, it showed that I could do comedy and like we could be funny, and that that helped. I think. Oh yeah. Um, but a funny story on the way there to the building that day, we had to be there for for promos. I think at nine. 9 a.m. And I was running a couple minutes behind because I wanted to be there about 30 minutes early so we could prepare. And he was already there and he texted me. He's like, hey, are you coming? And I text back, be there in a sec, you know, but it actually auto-corrected, auto-corrected to sex. So I texted <laughs> Luke Harper, be there in a sex. And I was like, oh, God. <laughs> so I was like, oops, my bad. And we both laughed about that. So. <laughs> Oh, man. A funny story. But one story I haven't ever told uh, publicly, which this one's kind of sad because I was hoping to uh, to make this come full circle. And obviously, that will not happen. But we had, uh, you know, you heard a lot, I'm sure, on social media about everyone kind of having their own inside jokes with, uh, with Brody. And this was ours. Um, there was an office guy that nobody liked. I won't mention his name, but he was he worked in the office. He would come up for, to the developmental system from time to time and just kind of see everybody total douchebag like the biggest tool you'd ever meet in your life mm-hmm. and just really thought he was hot shit or whatever so he was there one day and he walks up to to brody and looks at him for like two or three seconds and just staring at him and brody's kind of like hey <laughs> like why are you staring at me <laughs> and he just looks at him and goes hey luke and like this real like <laughs> nasally voice all right and so <laughs> He, tell, he told us that story when we were driving to the gym, and I, we were all just laughing. And he was just like, what am I supposed to say to that? <laughs> right. You know? And so, and what's funny is, like, no one called him Luke. You know, no one called him Luke Harper. He was, he was Brody, always. Right. And so anytime I would see him somewhere, I'd, we'd just be at the training school, and I'd be like, hey, what's up? And he'd be like, hey. And I, he'd turn around and go, hey, Luke. And he would just die laughing. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? So... 
to kind of come full circle with that, what my plan was when things opened back up and AEW was able to travel, I was wanting to go backstage to AEW and, uh, you know, see him and, you know, Luchasaurus, some of the guys that I knew. True. And I was wanting him to meet my nephew and I was wanting my nephew to go up to him and go, Hey Luke. And just <laughs> see his reaction after all those years. Cause I thought it would have been absolutely hilarious. Yeah. That would have been great. But yeah, man, it's been a, it's been a definitely a weird, it's been a weird week, you know, and, uh, losing a guy like Brody definitely hits you hard because he was so universally loved by the entire wrestling community. It just, it's a sad day. Sad day for everybody. Yeah, I completely agree. Anyway, let's uh, let's take a little break uh, from the wrestling talk and let's uh, let's dive into some movie talk here. Let's do it. This is at the movies. 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 All right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? All right, I'll tell you what we got now. Big underscore Bane, as we approached into 2021, the debut of Cobra Kai Season 3 on Netflix. I know you, I have finished it already. I know you're in the process of watching it. What are your, uh, what are your thoughts so far? I love it. You know, I, I love how everything's kind of come back around full circle again. Um, I mean, that's kind of been their, their thing. This whole, whole show is that everything kind of, you know, comes first full circle from the movies and, and no different here. I mean, it, it incorporates some of the new with some of the old. And I, I love that, you know, I think it's, I think it's just a fantastic addition to the series. Absolutely. And it's been such a, uh, it's been such a long time because I know that a lot of people found Cobra Kai when season one and two were added to Netflix. But I remember, you know, season one, I think came in in uh, 2018 Mm -hmm. and then season two in 2019, both of them were uh, YouTube premium uh, shows. Um, I don't know. The YouTube stuff seemed, uh, seemed weird to me because I never really dove into that. I think like with most streaming services, they think they could put one series up there and everyone will subscribe. And it's like, I don't know about that, but yeah, YouTube, what they did is the first two episodes were free, and they tried to do that to get you hooked on it, which it's a great show. I could see that working. I just never dove in. And uh, I eventually found Cobra Kai on uh, Vudu for sale. They had it on sale season one for like $6, and I thought, oh, that's a good deal. Yeah. Um, that's cheaper than the uh, YouTube subscription. So I bought it and immediately was absolutely just hooked. It's, it's a hard show to stop watching. I mean, they talk a lot about binge-watching TV shows. Man, this one's hard to stop watching. Yeah, it's it's been a very very good show, and I mean, I had to make myself stop this morning when I was uh, watching it because I I knew I had to get my workout in before we podcasted, and and uh, I plan as soon as we get done here to to wrap it up because and the great thing about it is it's only a half hour episode, so it's pretty easy to sit down and finish it up. I mean, I got about two and a half hours left of the series. Like, what is that a, a movie? So, <laughs> well, even even at a full season of five. Uh, 10 episodes that's about what five hours that's just like a long movie that's that's an afternoon is what it is and, yeah and i mean it's pretty pretty doable i mean my lazy ass sat down and binge watched the entire sabrina season uh, last last night and i mean that was like 
six or seven episodes of an hour long. I mean, that was like, I, that took up my whole damn day. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely easy to do. I know that, uh, that's kind of been the, the thing with binge watching television these last several years where people are realizing that it's easy to do. It's easy to mm-hmm. sit down and watch an entire show. Oh yeah. But man, people are already talking about it. Netflix already renewed it for a fourth season, uh, before season three even debuted. So that shows they have a lot of confidence in this show. Um, but Netflix is also notorious for, uh, Canceling shows when they're on top. I, I hope that's not the case. I know Ralph Macchio has mentioned he hopes the show goes about six or seven years, which is, I think, what they're planning. But, man, I don't ever want it to end. I just want it to keep going. It's so good. Yeah, you know, and, and what's really cool about it is is I think about, you know, um, you know, I mean, all, all shows have to end eventually, right? Like, I, I'm, I'm really bummed right now. My, my favorite sitcom right now superstore is coming to an end this season and that's really bumming me out but it's one of those things with like something like cobra kai it can all come full circle again in another 20 years with the kids <laughs> right and so it's it's one of those things where it's like you know everything you know everything does have to close but realistically you can look at it as just another chapter yeah definitely and you know I, I feel like this is also a thing where i've heard ralph macho also mention this that they've had several he said, I've had several offers of different stuff that was, you know, reboot or, or this or that. or And it's, he said it's never been good. He said this is the first thing that he's ever felt like this could be this could be good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they absolutely knocked it out of the park. Um, they've already made video games. They've, they've done a line of Funko Pops already. Mm-hmm. Um, and granted, it was only uh, Daniel and Johnny that they did Pops of, but... I don't know, man. I dig it. I dig Cobra Kai. They're doing awesome. Um, like I said, I, I binged watch season three in one day, um, and it wasn't that hard to do. My only issue was like, when I finish this, that means it's over. Yep. And that sucks. But, I mean, at least now I can go back and rewatch all three seasons, which I do plan to do. I mean, it's, it's kind of like it's going to go down to me. Is there's those shows like that have so much rewatchability? I know for me and you, it's always been The Office. Um, I feel like Cobra Kai will be that. Once it's all said and done, it'll be a show you can watch back over again many times. Oh yeah, sure, for sure. So we recommend it. Check it out, Cobra Kai season three. It's up on Netflix. It's fantastic. I highly recommend the show. Can't recommend it enough a lot of cool callbacks to to previous karate kid films which is fun mm-hmm. absolutely um you you did mention the office so i gotta i gotta ask you do you own that on voodoo and if not are you going to buy it oh so i did buy it on voodoo because i knew it was leaving netflix okay yeah and uh yeah you know what well that was my thing is like i i tend to buy stuff that i can buy you know because i i've never been me and you talked about this with streaming services, though, right? I, I'm not oh, yeah. a huge fan of a streaming service being the only place I can watch a certain show. I hate having to subscribe to something just to watch one thing. That's kind of why I haven't subscribed to the Peacock. Would I like to see the new side by the bell? Absolutely. But to me, it's not really worth it for one show. Yeah, which I actually am subscribed to Peacock. It was kind of accidental. I did the uh, seven-day free trial, and then it just—I forgot to cancel it. So, <laughs> have you watched the new Say by the Bell? Uh, I watched. I watched an episode of it. It's 
it's okay. I, I actually watched the first episode because they have they have the first episode on for free, and yeah. um, and it was okay. Like I don't know. I'm sure it's better the more you get into it, but I don't know it. To me, the the Saved by the Bell thing is like pretty bad. You know, it, when I re like relive Saved by the Bell. Like it doesn't right. doesn't it hold doesn't, up. Doesn't always hold up. No, and so they bring back a lot of the um, the the things about Saved by the Bell that at the time made Saved by the Bell lovable, but now like it's not like to me it's just not that funny. And so like Zach right. Morris is still the same Zach Morris, and it's like okay, this this isn't like this was this would have been funny in the nineties, but yeah, like I don't know, and it, maybe it got better after that first episode because you know obviously The Office did. Um, and, but I don't know. I just, I haven't watched it. I've actually been rewatching King of Queens and that's another show that doesn't really hold up as well as I had hoped. Really? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of humor that isn't really humorous nowadays. Um, in, in that show, you know, there's a lot of, uh, gay jokes in that show and sure. And things like that. And it's like, Oh God, you can't say that anymore. <laughs> Like so it just it just it didn't hold up, I guess, to the test of time. Yeah, I mean, there are there. Don't get me wrong, there are still moments where I'm watching that and I just laugh out loud. But then there's like plenty of cringeworthy moments where I'm like, Ugh, that's not that's not good. Yeah, no, I think that could be with any show. Unfortunately, sometimes they just don't they don't always hold up to how we how we remember. Sure. But yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. The streaming service thing is kind of crazy, and like right now, I'm. Uh, I'm eyeing subscribing to Disney Plus because of the new Marvel stuff. Sure. But at the same time, I'm like, do I subscribe now when I can't even watch WandaVision for another, what, two weeks? I think so. (laughs) What's that? I said, I think so. It gives you plenty of time to to binge uh, Mandalorian. True, true. But at the same time, like, if I wait (laughs) a little while, I can binge watch all of WandaVision. I don't have to wait for each episode. Yeah, sure. That that's true. I mean, the whole binge thing is, is kind of crazy. Like, think about if Netflix did Cobra Kai for ten weeks. Yeah, you wouldn't have to wait as long. But man, there's something so special about watching all the episodes back to back, right? Yeah, there. You know, but for me personally, and I, I'm I'm sure I'm like in the minority here. Like yesterday, I took I mentioned earlier, I binge watched all of Sabrina. I started it like around noon, didn't get done till around eight o'clock. And it was like, I spent the entire day sitting on my ass. And there's something, <laughs> there's something about that, that like really bothers me these days. And I, yeah. I think it's like, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't, that's not, that's not okay. And it's like, you know, for an evening, you know, like, like I said, I watched the first half of Cobra Kai this morning. That was like yeah. two and a half hours. That's not a big deal. That's just a relaxing morning for me. Um, but like to spend the entire day watching a show, that's, that's a little much. So I like the concept of releasing an episode a week. Cause then it's like you, you sit down you watch an episode of, you know, whatever, like for me, Mandalorian. And it's like, okay, watch that. I'm caught up on that. Cool. I can do whatever the hell I was about to do, which was probably just moving from one seat to the next, but it was still, you know, I'm not like eyes focused on the TV the whole day. Well, it's, it's almost kind of like you, you watch two episodes and then you're like, all right, well, time to go get some food. You get some food and come back and like, well, it's time to watch TV again. Right. Yeah. But you know, and yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. Well, like yesterday, uh, 
like I, I, I did my leg workout today. I normally do that yesterday. Uh, and so it's like, I didn't do it because I was sitting down on my lazy fat ass watching TV. It happens, man. And I think that, uh, with TV shows more recently, that's become more of a thing because if you remember back in the day when we were kids, a lot of channel surfing, right? Like you kind of found your routines, but there was the preview channel later, the guide channel, you know, Mm -hmm. things like that trying to find something good to watch now. I mean, my God, it's, it's not even, it's not even hard to find something good to watch. It's hard to figure out which you want to watch, you know? And so the whole process has definitely changed. So I I definitely get what you're saying, but um, yeah, I mean that, and that could be, I think these Marvel series are going to be six episodes. So that is kind of cool to know for six weeks, you have something new to watch every week, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, anyway, to change gears, why do you say we dive into a little bit of toy talk here? Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your remain. Do a bit of toy talk. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your remain. Do a bit of toy talk. All right. Uh, AEW figures are definitely... Definitely the, the talk of the toy world now, as I was saying earlier. Uh, series two is starting to show up on pegs. In fact, one guy actually found series three, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. But I, I got to ask you this. So, uh, you know, back, back in, uh, what was it August last year when series one was hitting, uh, so. you made a bet mm-hmm. that if anyone could find the chase Jericho or the chase Cody, and they had proof of a receipt that you would give them a $50 gift card of their choosing. And you gave them a, a cutoff date. I, I can't remember how long it was. I want to say maybe six weeks or something. I think originally it was 30 days, and I think we bumped it up to like six weeks. I, I felt that that was more than fair. Now, we'd already, we've already mentioned this on the show, but a big reason you made that bet is because you knew no one would be able to pull it off. Well, and actually, we waited until they started hitting shelves because they didn't hit shelves when they said they were going to. And so, well, didn't they say like August 1st or something? Was, August 3rd, maybe? Yeah, early August, and they didn't hit shelves, I think, for what, two or three weeks after that? And so, right. we, so we waited till someone actually found them. Yes. And then no one ever did. Yeah. So Travis Fowler has since found a Chase Jericho in the wild. Yes. Um, and uh, old GBM, your good buddy, the terror that flaps of PHPW, mm-hmm. had mentioned that you should honor the bet still. And I'm thinking, and I'm like, hey, you know what? I'm all about, you know, busting Bane's balls on this show. But I got to side with you, man. It's. January now. This was late December. Yeah. Well, that's well past the cutoff. I'm sorry. It's well past the cutoff. And here's the thing. No, Travis Fowler isn't going to get a gift card. But if I were to give a gift card, it would definitely be to Travis Fowler and not GBM. I would never in my entire life, not even if there was a fire, give a (laughs) gift card to GBM. Well, I appreciate you running his name through the mud there for no reason. (laughs) Uh, But uh, anyway, the AEW Series 2 figures are starting to hit. Um, I will say, this is kind of a nice correction from the last wave. People are finding the Chase John Moxley and the Chase MJF figures kind of out in the wild. Um, Which is good, right? I mean, more people are able to find them. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, I, I, I like the fact that you're actually able to find them in the wild and it's not just going to scalpers and it's not just, you know you know, like the buddies, you know, I think the last, with the first series, we originally saw um, guys like 
Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins with them and things like that. Like, I like the fact that it's, you know, regular Joes like, like Travis Fowler and uh, Sith Lord Sammy, guys like that who are actually finding them and not, not these big names in the wrestling business who know a guy, you know. I mean, I, I never liked that in the first place. That was just the unfortunate thing that I knew was going to happen. Right. And uh, that's just, unfortunately, that's just kind of how the whole uh, process works, as we know from the Funko Pop world. Um, mm-hmm. Series two seems like it's pretty well sought after, and it's going to be a lot hard. It's going to be pretty hard to find, although people are are finding them, I think, which is good. But um, do you think all of these figures will will be like this? Do you think, or do you think eventually the um, I, you know, and they're going to start hitting targets soon too, which is good. But do you think eventually it'll start to die down, and people will kind of there'll just be other figures, and the popularity won't be as as intense as it is now? Yeah, I, I I think it will die down, but I think as long as AEW keeps their steam, I think it's going to be steady for them. I don't think we're going to have a lot of peg warmers um, until, I mean, but at the same time, dude, we've already had, what, four Jerichos? I mean, we've already had two MJFs now. I mean, we've we've had a lot of repeats already. And so as long as they keep branching out and getting these superstars under con- that are under contract who haven't had a figure yet, as long as they keep branching out and doing these guys, I think they'll stay steady. But, I mean, the more, the more Young Bucks figures we get, the less of those are going to sell because, I mean, you don't need 10 Young Buck figures. No, that's true. Uh, series 3, of course, has the Young Bucks and them again. But we also are going to see the first figures of Darby Allin, um, Orange Cassidy and Riho. A lot of people not happy with that Riho figure. Did you get a chance to look at that one? It looks terrible. Like, like it's it's bad, is it not? Very bad. I mean, there's there were issues. I had complaints about the John Moxley figure, but this is by far their worst figure. This is up there with the uh, the 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 Becky Lynch face back in the day. Yeah. I mean, this is a very very bad figure, and it sucks because I love Riho, um, but. You know, I, I think I do think, however, on the flip side of that, the Orange Cassidy figure, the Darby Allen figure, I think those are going to be hot selling items. So, what you think of the Darby Allen with the, uh, or not, I'm sorry, not the Darby Allen. We'll get back to that one, but with the Orange Cassidy being able to do the hands in the pockets deal, I thought that was kind of innovative. Innovative and kind of genius because if you hadn't have put that in there, there were going to be people saying like, "Damn, I wish I could have put the hands in the pocket." Right. I, I actually thought what they were going to do initially would maybe do some hands that didn't have fingers and and maybe a little peg on the hand that could pop into the pants or something where it looked like that but okay. they actually went one better and we could actually slide the fingers into the pockets i think that's a genius genius idea yeah, yeah very cool uh the darby allen figure that might be the best figure they've actually produced ever in my opinion that that one is uncanny to me it is very close and i can't say which one is better but it's very close to the dustin Rhodes figure as far as quality yeah like, and his chase with the half body painted that's that's going to be probably the hottest chase because i mean at this point the chases have just been kind of slightly different versions yeah um which is like okay so it's uh john moxley with a little bit of the bubbly all right whatever mjf and pink all right whatever right but this is a half painted body for darby allen that's got to be a huge huge thing for them Absolutely, yeah. I think I I think it's awesome. 
So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to finding all those figures once they start hitting. Uh, but it, Big Underscore Bay, we, uh, we are going to now turn our attention to Power Hour Pro Wrestling. As we announced um, on our last episode, we will no longer be doing Adrenaline. It became a little bit too much for us to handle, and we will strictly be doing the pay-per-views. Uh, but we do know, coming out of Jingle All the Way to Hell, the PHPW Championship will be defended at Resolution Reckoning. Our new champion, Big Chuck, defending against Drew Vinsel. Man, this guy is new on the scene, but he is definitely making an impact. Making a huge impact. Coming up quick through those rankings, he earned that title shot uh, in that Triple Tango match, and now he's got his shot. Let's, see, let's really see what he's made of. He's going up against the champ, and so... Um, We'll we'll find out about that match, and I'm excited to see it. And I I better not see no shenanigans from uh, wreck my podcast during this matchup because I know Jordan Zeilinger's all about that rematch, and he's he's ready for it come Cupid's Revenge. But it's 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 Drew's time right now, so he needs to just sit back and enjoy the show this month. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. But. Um... We have another match. Would you like to announce that this has already been announced, but it's for our new Die Hard Championship? Yes, yeah, so the brand new Die Hard Championship. Again, uh, Jingle All the Way kind of set this up for us. We saw Poetic Prophet and David Thomas. You know, they teamed up in this tag team tournament with calling themselves the Inevitable, and the Inevitable collided at Jingle All the Way to Hell after they after the loss in the tournament. So Poetic Prophet, he's been on the championship hunt since day one. And now, right. now I'm going to give him an opportunity as well as David Thomas at Resolution Reckoning 2021. We're debuting the Die Hard Championship. And these matches fall under no disqualification, no countouts, anything goes. And so when you have these matches, these championships, you can use whatever weapons you want. So uh, Poetic Prophet, David Thomas, one-on-one for the Die Hard Championship. So one of you better bring your Hans Gruber detonators because it's going to be wild. It's going to be real wild. Well, uh, one thing we are going to do now, since we do not have the weekly television episodes to announce new matches, that's where this is going to come into play. So Big Underscore Bane, I'm going to announce another match that is signed and will be taking place at Resolution Reckoning. Are you ready? I'm ready. It is going to be for the PHPW Tag Team Championship. So we saw the winners of the tournament doing the favor, Eric and Barry, Eric Brown, Barry Frost, the first ever PHPW Tag Team Champions. Yes. They are going to be defending against a team that I think could be a big challenge for them and a team that I kind of am surprised didn't win the tag titles. And I'm talking about Jack Gamble, John Webb, high-level enterprise taking place at Resolution Reckoning for the PHPW Tag Team Championship. You know, if I had an applause button, I would hit it right now because that's a damn good match, and I'm excited to see it. Uh, high-level enterprise, I mean, they beat us, Breaker, and that is no small that's what I'm feat. saying. They beat us. I mean, they didn't beat no slouches. Right. They, that is no small feat because I OP'd our stats like an MFR. And so if they were able to beat us, I think they deserve a shot at the championship. And so I am I am extremely excited to see this match. Agreed. Agreed. It's going to be, it's going to be, I think, a very big test for Eric Brown and Barry Frost. You know, I think they're thinking maybe 
Winning the belts is the hard thing? Uh-uh, fellas, it's keeping the belts. That's the hard part. That's right. You went through hell to earn it. Now you're going to keep going through hell to keep it. Um, Breaker, we got one more match to announce, and I think I'm going to announce it real quick. Let's do it. So that will make four official matches already taking place for Resolution Reckoning 2021. Absolutely. So here we go. We've announced the PHPW Championship. We've announced the Tag Team Championship match. We've announced the brand-new Die Hard Championship that's debuting. But now the defending gatekeeper champion, Jason Wolf, is going to have to defend that title once again against Aaron Anders. So Aaron Anders has had his sights set on this title from, like, day one, man. Day one. I mean, this is this is honestly probably his third opportunity at this championship, I would say. And but his first one-on-one match. First one-on-one match. I'm excited to see what, what he can do. I've seen this man in person work, and he is incredible. And so I'm excited to see him take on Jason Wolf. And you've said it in the past. He has called himself the gatekeeper in other promotions. And, hell, he, I think he's ready to take on that mantle. I, I could definitely see it happening. Uh, it'll be a huge test for Jason Wolf, who hasn't had any real one-on-one title matches yet, I don't think. No. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But that's that's what we have for you. And each week we're going to announce more matches for Resolution Reckoning 2021 um, before it debuts over on YouTube. So it's going to be quite a night, Big Under Score Bing. Yeah, it is. It's going to be fun. And so our, our last thing we're going to do here before we go into our plugs – we have not done one of these in a while, but we used to do some tournaments back in the day, and oh, yeah, we, we are going to be bringing back some tournaments. I'm super excited about this. And, you know, we wanted to do something fun because we've done different tournaments in the past, you know, the 90s Telewar, the Top Pop Tournament, Video Game Vendetta, the Obscure Superstar Showdown. This one will be a very different tournament because I feel like this one will be one everyone's got an opinion on. And what we are going to do it's going to be eight guys in this tournament. It's going to be the best WWE superstar to never be WWE champion. We're each going to nominate four guys. You're going to set up a tournament bracket, and we'll start doing the matches next week. This, I think, is going to be a lot of fun because it really can go in almost any way. Oh, absolutely. So, big underscore Bane, I will let you go first. Who is your first pick in this tournament? Well, I feel like I'm probably taking one of your top picks. Uh, oh, snap. Oh, snap. And that is going to be Owen Hart. Oh, that is absolutely one of my top picks. Uh, Owen Hart, you know, he was one of those guys, like, it. Just, he was always in that picture, but it never quite happened. Yep. Well, I'm going to go with a guy who I think could be one of your picks. Okay. He was... Always walking around with that Intercontinental title, but never got the top title. And I'm talking about Razor Ramon. That absolutely was one of my picks. Look, I made a list of eight, just in case. <laughs> oh, there you go. Smart. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so my so we got Owen Hart, Razor Ramon. Well, now I got to give it to uh, Brian Pillman. Dang, that was one of mine, too. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I've said all along, if Brian Pillman had lived a little bit longer, he would have easily been a perfect feud for Stone Cold oh, when yeah. he won the title. Oh, yeah. 
that's a that's a great choice. So Owen Hart, Razor Ramon, Brian Pillman, all solid choices. How about a guy? He he held big gold in uh, in AWA, but never in the WWE. But it was always considered one of the greatest, Mister Perfect. Yep, that was also one of my picks. <laughs> I, think... I like that we're all kind of, we're we're kind of thinking in the same the same way here yeah absolutely um well this one this is again probably one of your picks but uh he he was a guy also heavy heavyweight con or intercontinental champion um at the time of his career never held the wwe championship and that is rowdy roddy piper Ooh, solid choice the hot rod Yes, you know, like it, it never happened in the '80s, and that's kind of when everyone thought it was going to happen. But yeah, very good choice. Well, this guy is considered by by many one of the greatest in-ring performers of all time, and I'm talking about Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Ooh, that's a good one. That was not on my list, but that is a damn good choice. Yeah. Well, so for my last, it's hard to narrow it down to just eight guys. Honestly, it, it honestly really is. And, and also, too, with me, my mind kind of goes blank when I'm put on the spot to think of names. Sure. And so I'll, I'll tell you the other two after I name my, my last pick who I had, and you'll kind of laugh at me, I'm sure. Um, but um, the last one I'm going to go with, I feel like this is a guy who didn't have to hold the title long, but he's just so damn good that it's a damn shame that he never got a chance to hold it. And that is... Now Dustin Rhodes, Gold Dust. Oh, excellent choice. Yeah, very good choice. So that that our our first seven are now Owen Hart, Razor Ramon, Brian Pillman, Mr. Perfect, Rowdy Roddy Piper, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, Gold Dust. I mean, any of these guys could have legitimately been WWE champion, and no one would have ever thought badly because just so such talented individuals. Yeah. So I'm going to throw a curveball for number eight. A guy, it was going to be down to, to two guys, and I'll tell you why I didn't choose this guy. But I, I feel like this guy was, he would have been such a good heel WWE champion, and it's never happened. Yep. It's a favorite of yours, I know, and I'm talking the beast from the east, Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah, dude, such such an amazing character and, and it's funny because he didn't really have a character other than he wore flames on his tights he was just and a, there's really no reason for him to wear flames no other than his flame head tattoo but like he was just a badass and agile and just amazing and actually making <laughs> making this list i thought we were just going with general world champions if i would have known we were strictly wwe vader would have been at the top of my list too Oh, Vader's a good one too. Yeah. Yeah, because and I I know he was you know injured most of the time he was in WWE, but man, he was he was a a top tier talent, and WWE loved those big guys at the time, so he would have fit right in. Um, I think man, Bam Bam Bigelow is another one. He any one of these guys could win that tournament. That's such a such an amazing set of eight guys. There, uh, I was down to two. And uh, if I hadn't picked Bam Bam, my next choice was going to be uh, Ravishing Rick Rude. Oh, yeah, he's a guy I completely forgot about, too. Yeah, because he was uh, like the WCW like international champion, which was kind of like, 
I don't know, they kind of went in a weird way where the NWA title was the big gold and the WCW was like a regular size belt. And okay. They hadn't combined them yet. Then they lose the NWA, and so it became the international title. So he did hold the big gold, but he never actually had. I don't know. It's a weird thing when you have two world champions. I mean, it's not really a world champion. I, I know that that's kind of a weird thing to think, but it, that's kind of always how I felt, right? Like it's, right. It's, it's, either, it's either all or nothing, I think, with titles. And I know these days it's kind of different because of how things go. But, I mean, there's a lot of guys that I think could have possibly – made this list i was also trying to pick guys who had like really good runs like i'm a huge fan of diamond dallas page but his wwe run never warranted him to be wwe champion so that's why i didn't choose him well i i had two more guys on the list uh that that i didn't choose and both of them i think could have easily been champion but they just never were and they were they were character guys but they were around for a while and that uh the first one is Big Boss Man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, he, you know, obviously he was a, a cop, you know, and that was his character. But then it, coming back in the 90s when he kind of trimmed up a little bit and I was like, he, he was wearing all black, like the SWAT outfit. I was like, this guy, he kind of looks badass now. And mm-hmm. and so I was like that. And I know that was also the time where we had Austin and The Rock. And so it's like, you know, he's probably not going to be able to keep up with them. But you know, it was it was kind of a damn shame that he didn't really get a, a run at any point in time in his career. Um, the second one, this is the one I feel like you're probably gonna laugh at me a little bit. But Earthquake, I I, I listed him as John Tenta, but um, Earthquake. I mean that that guy was to me. I felt like he wasn't super agile, but he was so big and imposing. <laughs> like I, I always you loved know, the guy. The thing is, though, early on in his career, before he gained a lot of weight, like he was doing drop kicks and stuff. Wow. Like, if you go back and watch some early John Tenta from Japan, he was quite the athlete. Yeah. So, um, and that's the thing is none of those guys would have been out of the question had Hogan not been champion all that time. You know, it's just, it's, it was kind of the way it was. Another guy I thought of, but I didn't want it to be all heart foundation was the British Bulldog. Yeah. And he was another guy. I I really felt like it was going to happen for him and it just never did. Yeah. Yeah. And it was kind of like that for a lot of guys, you know, where they, they got really close and they were in that upper echelon, but it just never quite happened. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, uh, I Christian was world heavyweight champion, so I guess you could kind of count that. Again, it's it's that weird dichotomy of like, okay, well, is it that or not? Yeah, I don't know. but Yeah, I think, it, I think it counts because WWE counts both of those as their top title. I mean, it... It's yeah. kind of a it's kind of a weird thing with with them because I I still am of the mindset where they need SmackDown Raw champions, but they also need one World Heavyweight that's kind of residing over both. And, right. And so I I don't know, but it's it's just kind of a weird deal. But as of right now, I feel like you know it, it is what it is. Definitely. So that'll be our tournament going forward. I feel like when we start putting up these Twitter polls, man, this will be hard to vote. Yeah, and it's and it's we're gonna have to figure out a way to phrase the question too. Um, like, I feel like it's almost one of those things where maybe we need to phrase it like, "Who should have been WWE champion more?" You know? Yeah. And and so it's one because I don't want it to be a popular. I know it's always going to be a popularity contest. That's the way these Twitter polls go. But like, I really want it to be like, not just who was your favorite, but who was more talented. Like, who was a better character? Uh, all, all around. Well, who had a like Ricky the Dragon Steamboat? 
he's a guy that had several WWE runs and just never right. happened. But right. a lot of his runs kind of ended abruptly. So yeah. as talented as he was, it probably is not going to, he's probably not going to win this tournament. Goldust is another guy, probably yeah. not going to win this tournament, yeah. but Goldust had a much longer run than a lot of these guys did. So, yeah. but Owen Hart came really close. So, you know, it just, it'll be, it'll be, like you said, it's going to be a popularity contest in some ways, but this is a real hard pick, I think, because there's so, such talented guys in this. Absolutely. Well, Big Underscore Band, we're about ready to wrap it up. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here? I say we just plug it up, Breaker. Well, I'm going to go through our plugs here. We got a lot of shows we want you guys to check out. And we'll start at the top. Uh, the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast with Jeff and Scott over there. Check their show out. Drops every Sunday just like this show. Great dudes. Can't recommend it enough. Uh, doing the favor with Eric and Barry. Uh, they have a couple of shows they dropped. They dropped the sports show and then, of course, the classic Doing the Favor show. Yep. Hilarious guys. Highly recommend it. And they're the PHPW Tag Team Champions. Absolutely they are. Uh, Positively Pro Wrestling with Steve and Eric. Check out their show. Ringside Rant with RJ. He's an awesome guy. Check out his show. The Leisure and Lariats Podcast with Ruthless Ryan Davidson. Boots to the Face. Um, Tales from the Estate with Drew Vinsel and his lovely wife. Wreck My Podcast Trivia with Buds. Howling uh, with the Wolf with our buddy Jason Wolf, who's also a fantastic artist. Highly recommend checking him out, especially with his... Uh, his uh, Hasbro figures he's doing are just absolutely incredible. Yeah. And then, of course, Elite Eight Showdown with old Big Chuck and Tim over there. Yeah, you know, I mean, we kind of ran over on time today, so I'm not going to spend 30 minutes just just ripping him to shreds. But, my God, if I had a shredder, I would just put him right in it. <laughs> if you had a shredder, you'd just put him right in it. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's quite a that, – that's a T-shirt right there. Yeah. <laughs> And, of course, check out Grapple Holden to be the man if you like wrestling comic books. Uh, our good friend of the show, David Thomas, wrote Grapple Hold. You can find both of those on Amazon. To be the man's also on Comixology. Check out all of Bane's music. You can stream it on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get all your tunes. Yes. Yeah, it is. It, I want to say thank you to everybody who streamed it last year, by the way. Um, I, I really appreciate all the streams I got. I, I did that a little in-year Spotify thing, and I was like, wow, this is awesome, you know? And so I just wanted to give a quick shout-out to everybody who streamed it last year. Keep streaming. I'm still working on new music. I just, I'm not putting pressure on myself. You know, this whole thing where we're all trying to stay at home, it kind of makes it hard to really have time to write and things like that. So uh, sure, I'm still working on it, but it's just taking a little bit more time than it normally would have. Well, I think it's better, and this is just my personal opinion, it's probably better for you to... Uh, put out quality music as opposed to putting out a lot of music. That's just so, so right. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, I don't want to be the guy who puts out an album every year, but only has one good song on the album. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when it's all said and done, we'll all be, we'll all be excited for, for some new stuff. For sure. Um, of course, of course, check out our other podcast. Uh, we got no holds barred with bill Venus. I, I believe you guys are still on sabbatical, but, uh, I imagine you'll be uh, you'll be coming back sometime in 2021. Is that fair to say? Yeah, probably. I'm trying to duck them right now, but I don't know how long I'll be able to make that last. I still owe him a slap. Yeah, you do. You know, eventually you're just gonna have to get him in the ring breaker. Maybe, maybe. Oh, we... uh, yeah, it's gonna happen. I'm gonna just beat the piss out of him. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, it's gonna. 
you guys have signed the contract. I think it's just you're going to have to do it. You're just going to you're going to we're going to have to make it happen. Well, I mean, absolutely. Once we get rid of this like crazy virus that's going around, I think uh, I think it'll it'll be uh, it'll definitely be definitely be happening. Well, and and he asked me he asked me after that slap the day after he uh, sent me a text and he said, hey, when we have that match, will you accompany me to ringside? And you, oh. know, you know what I said to him? What'd you uh, say? Not just no, but hell no. Uh, because I'm going to be on commentary, and I'm going to be laughing my ass off the whole time. Because I'm going to kick the shit out of him? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you know, at least, uh, at least you were honest with the guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I said, I looked over the contract, pal, and that is not in my contract. There you go. Throwing the contract back at him. I like it. Uh, my other uh, new show, you know it's fake, right? Uh, the ongoing battle with the dirtiest four-letter word in pro wrestling will be debuting very soon. I don't have a date yet, but uh, the link is up. You can um, you some, you can subscribe and, and all that good stuff. I just don't have new episodes yet, but they will be dropping early part of 2021. So as soon as that as soon as that's available, we will be uh, letting everybody know, of course. So everyone seems to be giving me a lot of. Um, positivity towards that so yep. you know i was I'll, I'll be honest man just full disclosure i was a little nervous launching a show called you know it's fake right because i felt like some people might take that badly but i feel like everybody gets what i'm going for yeah well and and, and i i know you were probably more worried about the boys and not necessarily the fans um you know kind of taking it the wrong way but like I, I, th- I think it's I think it's pretty cut and dry what you're talking about and not just you know you're not wanting to to disregard the hard work that you and others have put yourself through to to do wrestling exactly and and that's and that's my my whole thought process is we all have a story mm-hmm. we all have something to say about this and I'm just giving people that opportunity to do so so yeah. when the show drops I think everyone will enjoy it it'll be it'll be a lot of fun absolutely. Uh, patreon.com forward slash bbph you can uh, see all the happenings of phpw and the weekly energy shot podcast yes we also have um, all of our t-shirts available pro wrestling tees.com forward slash brian breaker bbph.redbubble.com watermaneuver.net search by store you can find breaker and bane's power hour or big underscore bane also has a shirt store there on watermaneuver.net and uh, if you check out our Redbubble store you can actually get um, t-shirts from all the PHPW pay-per-views a lot of people may not know that but you can get a shirt or any item really for ghost goblins and grapple holds turkey takedown and jingle all the way to hell and I'm sure coming soon will be resolution reckoning yes absolutely and uh, month after that we're, we're gonna have a hell of a good one I think I mentioned the name earlier spoiler alert but uh, yeah we'll you have... did you did well uh, people may be able to go back and do a little rewind ski and find that yeah absolutely it's gonna be great stuff and then of course average panda gear outsiders beard Co get your workout stuff get your beard stuff beard balm is great even if you can't smell it no it smells good because that's kind of where I'm at right now <laughs> <laughs> Even if you can't smell it, it does wonders for your beard. How about that? There you go. Uh, honestly, though, like having having that stuff has been a a good thing because they are such strong smells mm-hmm. that I knew when I couldn't smell those, I was like, oh boy, yeah. I can't smell anything. You know, because they are they're 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 very different but very intense smells, and when you can't smell that, yeah, it's uh, it's not good. 
Well, and you also have the samples. And when I did those samples, I think I um, I made them with a little bit more of the uh, the the scent profiles in there. So like I think you oh, have I a see. pretty strong set. Because um, <laughs> usually I always send out a letter with the orders, and I always say like just because you can't smell it in the container, you'll smell it in your beard. Because I don't want it to be too perfumey. But like, sure. you know, obviously I don't want to just say it has a scent and it doesn't. But so I try to make it not super perfumey, but once you work it in that beard, you can obviously start smelling it. And uh, so that's what I always kind of tell people. But I think the scents you got just had a little bit too much of the scent profiles in there. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's definitely, it's definitely, they all smell amazing. So it's nice to know that. But then when you can't smell it, it really definitely uh, throws you off. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely. Well, anyway, anything else you want to add, man? Uh, I think that's it. Thank you guys for checking out the new and improved Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, which has been episode 361. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We will see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. It ain't over till I say it's over So lock the cage up cause this is a takeover The wait's over If this the final time we meet Then you'll be on your back on my feet Then I'll tip the cage over as I hang over I'm super fly so I can splash off the top And I can shut down the shop Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop And I'm always gonna rise to the top People's champ like the rock I do not give a fuck so let that shit drop Man, I'm so over Double pistols What'd you think? It was good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can't dig it. Psycho. Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.